Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. The movie this week is Electric Dreams from 1984, directed by Steve Barron and written by Rusty Lemerand. <laughs> Not Lemonade. Lemerand, starring Lenny Von Dolan, Virginia Madsen, Max Caulfield, and Bud Court as the voice of the PC, Edgar. Edgar. It seemed important for them to give him a name. It was an important scene. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was to show that the computer was more than just an object at that point. How did it come up with that name? I don't know. Uh, in my head, I was I was trying to figure if each letter of the name was, was an like acronym, acronym yeah. or something. Mm. So the director of this movie's got a good pedigree. He also directed Coneheads, which uh, Sarah did not want to watch. So, Joel! I'm just saying, listeners, right in today. You want to hear us discuss Coneheads. But he also directed the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Mm, Beautimous. And I can kind of see, like, uh, that's got this kind of frantic pace about it that this movie did. This this movie was like, you know, you didn't get a break. Except for in one very specific scene, which was the the love song. Everything else was just happening really fast. But uh, Mike Sterling, what's up? Oh, yeah, this is a recommendation from Mike Sterling. Of Sterling Silver Comics and also ProgressiveRuin.com. Thanks for recommending this. It was an unusual movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think think we were all a little bit surprised. I mean, it predicted the smart house, you know? That's the way we're all living lives now. Just Just the other day when I was at Fry's, I was looking at those plugs uh, that you you put in the outlet and then you plug the appliance into and then that is connected to the apps you could like you could like turn on the lights in the house or yeah that was actually pretty stuff that was a very cool thing that that uh popped up Mm -hmm. i like that house of the future that's right but not really the future now this movie made me cringe it was it was cringy it it wasn't and it wasn't like the the computer technology i don't care about that you know people always do funny things about, like, oh, technology taking over, or, like, graphics on a computer screen that wouldn't be possible. They were animated <laughs> separately. The yeah. character, the the main guy, who's, it, what is, it, it's Moles. Moles. Uh, Miles. <laughs> oh, Joel. sorry. Sorry. I thought his name was Moles. It was just a typo, Joel. Oh, okay. He was so awkward. It was like setting my teeth at edge. You know, it's, st- it's, stumbling around and, and pratfalls and like a comedy of errors stuff. It's like what they did to that poor lady in the evolution movie. Yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison. Yeah, you know, she, the whole time like her her one character trait was awkward. You're like, how can we make her funny? Julianne Moore's not funny enough. 
Maybe she slips and falls. Yeah, he was awkward and he was clumsy and there seemed to be almost a perspective of like a different world in this movie. Like I I kind of almost didn't know if it was like was it supposed to be the future? I don't think so. In the beginning, I thought it was. Like, at the airport with everybody's machines and stuff. This particular director, I feel, kind of crafts this environment of, of, their, of, of like, a, a different realm. It feels like... Gadgety, like... Because, like, cause like, in the Turtles movie... Yeah. The Turtles movie, like, like it felt like he'd, he'd, he'd crafted this world that was just unlike any other, you know? I just, I just feel very a lot of similarities between that and this one. Hmm. I, I mean, you guys were expecting, and I was expecting, like, uh, none, none of us knew anything about the movie. So when in the beginning he starts out like at an airport and he's going to his place of work and he work, you know, he works in an office building with cubicles and everyone's using technology, but he's like a like a luddite, as Aaron was saying. <laughs> And, uh, that's, that's not really what the story, he's not like anti-technology, he's just kind of clueless, you know, Woo-hoo. but we know, I don't think we ever go back to that office building, like, oh, no, that's, he does go back physically, but it's not an important part of the story, like, it, it's, it's a weird shift. It's setting up a world that it doesn't need. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all about the apartment. Like, hardware. I kept thinking <laughs> yeah. of hardware. No, really, like... It was a very interesting moment where, where where I was expecting like the whole the whole movie I was expecting there to be some subplot with work mm-hmm. like like that that something was going to happen at work that was really important and and you know that was going to be part of the movie because because that's how they set it up right but it, yeah, it 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 didn't become important it didn't bother me it was just it was just something that like in the back of my head I was like but isn't he gonna have to go back and like talk to his boss about something uh, maybe it's going to lead like goal oriented sort of thing towards a raise or you know, maybe, I don't know, story structure. I don't know. Yeah, I I kind of was reminded of hardware in the way that it was like a machine, but I also was kind of reminded of um, Little Shop of Horrors. We watched that recently. I love mm. that movie, and I love the music, but we were watching that recently, and there's a, like a part where you're like, just don't go back to where the plant is. <laughs> And I felt kind of like that watching this movie. It's like, don't go back to where the computer is. Like, it's in one location. And then, of course, it tries to reach out through, like, telephones and other stuff. But I felt more like the computer was a creature in this movie than it was, like, a machine. That's kind of fantasy-ish. Like, it was sci-fi, but it was also kind of, like, not just a machine that... Wasn't like two thousand one type of computer sentient thing. It was more like a creature that mm. was doing wacky stuff. It was a learning computer. It learned after being exposed to toxic chemicals or wine or was it champagne? Either way, champagne. Don't don't try this at home, kids. Do not take a can of any sort of liquid and pour it on your computer. Your computer's not going to get smart. Yeah, it reminds me of the time when I was uh, helping a friend move his equipment, and uh, I grabbed a monitor, and I had like a Dr. Pepper, and like a Dumbo, I was like, oh, I'll just put this in my pocket. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and I'm carrying the thing, and then I lean over to put it in the trunk, and as to do that, poor, yeah, poor, it just poor. jumps, and he's like, 
his monitor was fine. It was, <laughs> but it was a very stupid moment. And those, it's just you know, yeah, as soon as that like that, was it an old one, style monitor? Like yeah, a, it was like one of the like CRTs. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's why you couldn't. You got to be more careful. Was it a high graphic CRT? No, it was just one mm. one of those. You know, it had to be made for movement. Okay, oh. it wasn't something you were going to spend money on. You got to take it over for your know, land parties. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Well, you got to Counter Strike. I understand. Yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah. Team Fortress. Team you Fortress. You guys yeah. know a little bit about computers, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to point at Joel. I saw a computer once. I know a little bit. So this is like 100% accurate <laughs> computers, right? Pretty much. <laughs> I, I think from the store that he went and bought the computer to how he set it up, accurate. Absolutely. I, I usually see my um, uh, uh, computer store workers wearing... Trucker hats and flannel <laughs> shirts. Yeah, they just sell those anywhere, you know? You just yeah. go down to your local Sears and pick up a- Oh my gosh, I just thought of something. This was set in San Francisco. Yeah. What if they were, like, trying to make her look butcher or something? Oh. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. I think that's just the uniform. I thought it was a pretty silly uniform. She came, she came, to, she came to the set wearing that. that it was day, like a... Like, I'm not changing costumes. They're just trying to get that Bruce Springsteen kind of feel in their computer store mm. uniform or something. I don't know. <laughs> She's just a cog in that machine. She's right. just selling things. She's not a computer expert or anything like that. That chick had long, like, curly hair, and so did Virginia Madsen in this. I was oh, noticing yeah. some of the style choices and his outfit. His outfit was pretty cool. His outfits, um, but it was a little bit like Pee Wee Herman ish in yeah. a couple moments. As a nerd. With the bow ties. He's a different kind of nerd. He's not a computer nerd, though. That's, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't know what they were playing for. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not, he's also not, he's, he's awkward. Like, he doesn't understand when, when Virginia Madsen is obviously hitting on him and stuff like that. But when it comes, comes down to smooching, He's got no problem. He's not like, oh, you know, or something like that. He's like, oh. I think he's supposed to be an art nerd. Architect. Because he draws <laughs> and yes, yes. he's somewhat okay with music. I don't know. I feel like they even mentioned he went to like Pasadena Design School mm. or something. Yep. That's, like, very close. Like, I'm sure I know people who went to Pasadena Design School. You can ask them if, if they recognize that guy, or if they have to watch, if this movie is required watching that, in Pasadena. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's Art Center. Maybe Art Center is the Pasadena Design School. I don't know. Could be. So, uh, Aaron, as an architect... Oh, yes. I, I went to that I school. They were that. Talking, I went to that school, were, Joel. They were talking about the bricks. I mean, did, was know. that blowing your mind, the idea of this, like... That's more of a ...puzzle-piece-shaped brick I, I, question. <laughs> Joel, I can only answer you that I'm so disappointed this movie didn't focus more on his work. Yeah. We saw blueprints for, like, yeah. the briefest of seconds yeah. like, in, in his house. Well, the computer does all this... You know, calculates. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into that more, but but it calculates everything out, and then but that storyline goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. That's not important. The computer has vast amounts of knowledge and technology once it once it gets going. 
But that's not important. The important thing is love and music. That's right. Music of the heart. And computers who want to understand love. Yes. What is love? Baby, don't turn me off. Wait. No. Yeah. I'm not going there. But you said it, Joel. (laughs) I had. Which means he was thinking it. I had no idea what this movie was going to be about. Neither did I. Joel. No, absolutely not. Other than like a synopsis about sentience of the computer, that's all I had. I didn't even see that. Like, I, I mean, the the poster image is him on one side, Virginia Madsen on the other side, and the computer in the middle, which is probably is basically a, a good uh, way to synopsize the movie real quick. The computer is what's keeping them apart, if anything. But w- what is it about? I feel like it's about life. <laughs> that's deep. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think it's about someone asking someone to write a song for someone else. Yeah. That's what this movie's about. Yeah. I think it's about understanding. And what does that mean? Oh, it's like what, a what it's really de about. Bergerac thing. Yeah. Except for with a computer. It's like if Sergio, Sergio de Bergenac was Lawnmower Man. <laughs> Man, there were some pretty interesting shots in this movie, though. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there were some interesting shots in this movie. That cinematographer needed to get paid a lot more. <laughs> I hope he went on to better stuff. I should look this up. Like, watching watching all the, the liquids kind of roll over the, cir- the circuit boards. And, um... Ah, just great shots in this movie. The, uh... Camera traveling... Camera traveling through the, uh... The air vents. Oh, that scene yeah. in particular was amazing. Mm-hmm. Just really fun shots. Stuff you don't really see in movies anymore. Or it's all stupid CG at this point. It might just stand out more in this movie because it feels like an outlier, you know? Like, this is kind of a a stupid rom-com emphasis on the com part. Yeah. But, uh, let's see. This guy... Oh, he did the cinematography for the theatrical version of Hamlet that Kenneth Branagh did. Yeah, that was good, too. Yeah. Legend? Excalibur? The Saint? This guy did all my favorite movies! Oh, man. Val Kilmer's The Saint? Yeah. Nice. Don't embarrass me. Val Kilmer is (laughs) The the Saint. Saint. Uh Uh-huh. You guys want to get some coffee or something? Anyways. I don't know. I have to go go (laughs) sit shirtless and charcoal some Headstones or what you, something? What do you think of it? <laughs> the statue. Did it have a little guy like this on the box? It was the computer that had the, the little horns on it. No, I mean oh. the saint. Oh, I believe you're right. It yes. had like a little stick figure. Yeah, stick figure. It had yeah. a halo. Mm-hmm. And a halo. I yeah. thought it had horns. Oh, it was the symbol from the original TV show. Oh. I don't know. There was a TV show. We got to we got to start this minute by minute. The Saint podcast. Come on, guys! I cough so hard. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I just killed Joel. <laughs> that wasn't uh, anyway. I'm gonna stop drinking that stuff now. That was uh. <clears throat> hey guys. <laughs> Can I make it? No, I'm not. All right. Not. Well, I'm sure you could edit all this out. If so, you, how would you, you like? <laughs> would anyone like to try to synopsize this? I mean, 
talk about this, uh, how the story goes, maybe? Like, just kind of a brief overview? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can take a stab at it. It's about a man who is an architect who doesn't really like technology, who gets a new home personal computer and moves into a new building in San Francisco. I think that was just as old, like the place he lived in before. She's she, just, she was the one who moved she in. She was the one moving oh, yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. I thought they were both moving in at the same time. Maybe they were just moving his computer stuff in. Mm. There was a lot. Yeah. And the so after he gets this computer, he's trying to set it up and make it work and he has a you know, a couple mistakes happen along the way. But um, he eventually gets it working after he pours champagne on it. And then it starts to become kind of aware. And it imitates his his crush neighbor's music that she plays on the cello. And then he kind of gets... Basically, she asks him out. Is that kind of how it happens? They they have a, a meet cute at the grocery store, right? And then they they go out to dinner from there. But I think that yeah, she's already kind of crushing on him. Yeah, because she heard she thinks that he he made this music, and he doesn't know what she's talking about at first. But eventually, she he figures out that the computer is doing things when he's not there, including letting a dog into the house. Now that dog was real cute. That was a cute dog. Yeah. It takes away from the movie, because you never see that dog again. Yeah. It definitely puts a unique perspective on things. I feel like the computer is taking in all this information and kind of, you know, commercials and social stuff and music and and the stuff that it takes from, like the pool mm-hmm. of what it's getting is kind of a bizarre way to explain the way the world is. It's quirky, you know? Yeah. And weird and silly. But the... I don't know. What do you think about it? Did you want to finish or do you want to just talk about it? Or Let's just talk about it. Let's okay. just talk. Like, there, there's such a heavy emphasis on music in this movie. Yeah. It comes... It feels like it comes out of nowhere because you don't... Like... What the the mood of this movie is? I guess it's a it is a comedy. It is yeah. totally a comedy. Yeah. But it doesn't really tell you what it's going to be about. So you know, awkward our awkward protagonist is kind of dating this woman, and then she's got her own story going on because she's a, a cellist. And uh, is is that what they call cellist? That sounds mm-hmm. that sounds right to okay. me. Okay. And she is also kind of uh, smooching with the uh, with the uh, what what oh man I forgot uh, that would be uh, Rex Manning Rex Manning thank you <laughs> right. that's exactly what I was trying to remember right. Rex, that's Rex Manning yeah and, uh, who can resist him I mean I couldn't if he if he was like hey how's it going Joel I'd be like hello Rexy's so sexy that's that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
C-O-O-L. Uh, yeah. But the computer is also learning, and it, we get to see a lot of cool graphics going on on the screen. And eventually it gets a very irritating voice. I don't know. Did you guys find that irritating? Yes. And I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be a masculine or feminine. Mm. And that was okay. I just kind of was like, is this computer trying to imitate, like, being someone who's competing with his attention, like, with the Virginia Madsen character? Or is it just trying to be... Or is it trying to take over his life, like single white female him or something? <laughs> like, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Definitely. The intentions of the computer were not known. I agree with you on that, Sarah. Yeah, I did. Other I- than maybe trying to fall in love with uh, the lady. Like, I felt that was like a goal or some sort of, you know, he wanted, because he was really, the computer just, I, I call it a heat. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but the computer wants, had this desire of like making sure she knew he, it, it was the one that came up with the, the, uh, the, the rhythms, the music. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he seems to want that connection, but he also wants, uh, Miles to stay there to, to like have, never have to leave the apartment again. Right, you know, it's right. adjusting itself. Like, oh, you don't have to go out and get a paper. I'll print it here. I get so lonely when nobody's here. Like, you don't even know what lonely is. You don't know what love is. Come on. I feel bad for the computer. I think, I think, I think the solitary life is something the computer could understand because Miles would leave the house. Uh, well, I don't know though at the same time because he, it's kind of like, Hooked into the internet, yeah, ish. That's surfing all the waves: the TV, the radio, yeah. the phone. It calls his mother and talks to him. But it seems to realize that, that this, <laughs> yeah, that this interaction isn't as real as having someone in the house with it, though. Right. If you haven't seen this movie, it is a pretty interesting movie to watch, and I would recommend it just because it's so different from other movies I've seen that have, like, similar ideas. And it doesn't take a predictable route, but, yeah, there are these, like, musical breaks in it that are kind of, like, you can't, they're, they're like, front and center. (laughs) You can't, it's not, (laughs) it's like it takes front stage to everything when the music starts. And some of the music was really good. Some of it was kind of funny and silly. Yeah. And you could tell some of it was written specifically with lyrics for the movie. What about are you talking about? About the electric about? dreams and about... <laughs> don't... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was in your face. Electric yeah. dreams is a common term. I'm always talking about my electric dreams. So I, I assume that the music aspect is because it's a Virgin Virgin Records production or Virgin I don't a know. Virgin, Virgin film. Picture. Yeah. I yeah, I saw that I saw that at the end that it said like producer Richard Branson and I was like, the Richard Branson? And then I was and then I remembered it said Virgin Film at the beginning and that's this that's Richard Branson. Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if it had something to do with, like, music that he was also connected to or what, mm. but but there was a lot of music in it. Yep. Like, the the first 
big part is when the computer is playing back and forth with Virginia Madsen while she's playing her cello upstairs, right? They they go through a full thing and it's got a drum beat and everything eventually and it's like, okay, that's that's cool. I mean, I, I actually felt like that, that went in on for much longer than I, I would have liked. Yeah. It's like, no, no, we're really jamming here. People are gonna enjoy this. <laughs> like No, we get we get the idea, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> and then later after Miles asks him to make a love song that that rhymes there uh him and and uh what what is Virginia Madsen's character's name? Her name is Momo Matilda Madeline. Madeline. Yeah, so Miles and Madeline are at the I don't know, the fair together. Where are they? Yeah, they go to Alcatraz. Oh, that's what it is. And then they go to like a fair. The Alcatraz part was pretty fun. Yeah, that I was like, probably I like my favorite. Part. Yeah, that was my favorite part. I mean, he comes up with a pretty good, pretty good beat song while they're they're running around Alcatraz. <laughs> but when he gets home, he starts playing the same song again. He's like singing the lyrics about somebody's boobs, or <laughs> like, well, why would you put that in a song? Because it rhymes. It sounded like the computer was cussing on more than one occasion. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't know where he got it from, where the computer got it from, but... Yeah. He got it from Roy Rogers. Happy trails to you, F you. <laughs> I guess, I'm not sure. And then after that, he, he actually, after he gets explained what love really is, he, he finally calms down and, and comes up with a real love song, and... uh a beautiful love song. That also went on for a very long time. <laughs> Heck yeah. And you could see the words on the screen, too. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the... feel like this is like an educational... Like, trying to tell someone what living is. Like, what love is. Yeah. What dating is. What, like, going to the grocery store is. Like, I feel like it's all kind of... Like fish out of water, like explained. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, like but. like like I've I've uh, I grew up on a different planet mm -hmm. with entirely different customs. Yeah, and they sat me down and they're like, "Here you go. This is what it is. This is yeah. what it is." Yeah, I would feel bad for somebody if this was their only point of reference, <laughs> but I I think it is unique, and I think that it's kind of funny in the way it takes you through these different emotions with these like musical interludes mm, you're just falling into miles dreamy eyes and there's a part where it's like panic too yeah where like it's like oh the computer's gonna attack me and like there's a part like that with music that's like more like I expected somebody to do aerobics or dance somewhere in this well at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, that's We do right. have so, that's, At the end. I wasn't sure this was a movie in the 1980s, and then they showed aerobics. So I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Now I know for sure. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, I mean, I, maybe you didn't notice that they were doing aerobics because you were too entranced by the, the people on the garbage boat that were dancing their asses off. Those guys were boogieing. They were. They were boogieing. 
<laughs> and that that's what life is all about. Then we had some break dancers too. Mm-hmm. That was a cool moment. That was another electric dream song. All about the uh some sort of thing. I like the part where when Edgar learned about dreaming. Oh yeah. That was a great part. That's a like a little bit with the electric sheep. If they yeah. had that in as like a separate YouTube clip that people could watch, that's that's a pretty cool sequence just by itself. Yeah. Like speaking of lawnmower man. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> the figures like ballet dancing and, and uh, walking through a computer landscape. Amazing. Yeah. Building falling down on them. It, it must have been just animated plainly. I don't know. I don't think they had the computer technology even in 84 to do that. Yeah. Yeah. They're spending a lot of money or something. But I'm not sure. I haven't done a lot of research into it, but I have to say a lot of the imagery was amazing. Some of it was really fine pixels. Like oh, yeah. some of the the like kind of screensavery looking stuff that the computer was doing, which you could tell at the time was like high tech. Yeah. Like computer Very. graphics. Yeah. And like the part where the plug was going into the port, like the prongs on the plug were super thin, and the place that it was going into was, like, super narrow space. Mm-hmm. It was like, the, you could tell somebody had to do that pretty intricately. Every damn day. No. <laughs> yep. <sighs> I want to talk more about this architecture, though. <laughs> Are you talking about the brick, the brick that won't move during that's, an earthquake? That's right. I mean, I, as I was saying during the movie, the problem with bricks... Is that they're simply stacked on top of each other. Yeah. You know, one strong wind, you're going to knock a building down. Because they never, it's not like they put like some sort of uh, cementing paste in between them to make sure they don't fall over. That's why you need bricks to be like a puzzle piece. Oh. You know, make it earthquake proof. Mm-hmm. Can you, I mean, that's that's what happens in the Three Little Pigs, right? The wolf shows up and he just <laughs> blows over those uh, house made out of bricks because they're just stacked on top of each other. Now, wait a minute, Joel. Huh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they, they do cement between bricks, Joel. Like wait, what do you tell? Like a little bit. That they, doesn't make any sense. They glue bricks together, Joel. That doesn't make any sense. You saw this movie. Earthquakes, Aaron. Well, yeah, that's why he had to go to uh, Los Angeles, right? Or, or is that what he said? I don't remember LA. what he said. Oh, LA. LA. That's, where the LA, that's where the earthquakes are. Yep. Yeah. But they're in San Francisco, too, so I felt like, oh, yeah, he's probably like, yeah, another huge earthquake could happen like it did in San Francisco. Yeah, the yeah. famous gigantic earthquake that the happened big one. in San Francisco. Yeah. No, we don't need to worry about that. I did think it was funny that in the airport they had a button where you could just push, like, I want a ticket to San Francisco yeah. one way. Because it's the future. Or, no, it's not the future. It wasn't the future, but it was 1984. Yeah. I really doubt that that kind of machine existed. I mean, maybe at, like, a bus station or something like that? Mm. It was cool looking. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I liked it. I want to push a button that just says, like... London. One yep. way ticket to London. <laughs> Boom. Got your ticket. Robotic TSA is going to have to fill you up, though. Make sure you're not one of those terrorists. 
this guy has a very recognizable face. Because, like, I saw him for, like, a second, and I was like, that's the guy that was the shut-in that Laura Palmer took the Meals on Wheels to on <laughs> Wednesdays or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. He's got these very piercing eyes. Yeah. That's what I noticed. Yeah, I think that he could be a very effective actor if he didn't have David Schwimmer's voice. Maybe he's he's running around with that thing, and and you know what? There's if there's one thing that is not good about David Schwimmer, it's his voice. But this guy was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it, or maybe it was the other way around. Mm. I don't know when David Schwimmer came into you know movie making. But it's like, oh, my computer, I want you to see my computer. Oh, no, you're doing things. Don't lock my door. Yeah, what was up with that? Don't steal my girlfriend. Like, was he, was he just afraid that she noticed that his computer was sentient? This, uh, it Is sets that- a bad precedent, okay? Because, like, the second, the, the shower scene, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, guys. He's got- that was something, yeah. Like, because he hadn't figured it out then. No. that the Because the computer hadn't become, like, talking at that point. It was I'm just But it was still, sounds. like, faulty. Right. And he's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed uh, to own a computer. I'm going to throw my towel over it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was really weird. It's weird. Like, I'm just going to lie to this woman and maybe she'll like me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, why did he feel the need to hide the computer? No. They, you know, it, it's a funny scene, right? He's got a tiny towel. Yeah, a tiny towel that can't cover up his computer, so he decides to try to cover up himself with it mm-hmm. instead. <laughs> Puts the big towel over it. So no, another thing, don't dry your towels out by putting them on top of your computer. I'm saying this as an IT professional. Don't do that. Sarah, I can see you're doing it right now. Get it off it. Joel, I'm glad as an IT specialist that you've been able to see this movie. Yeah. Do you have any advice for computer owners, PC owners? Well, first of all, a funny thing. After he spills that booze on it, sure. it, it starts going high, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of haywire, but it seems like it shut off at first. Mm-hmm. And we've got the cool graphics going on, you know, on the on the circuit board as things are melding together or whatever. Oh, but he had that. That was a concurrence because he was also, for some reason, trying to hack into his boss's computer. But yeah, where did he get the, the skills to hack uh, that computer? How did he figure? Like he was going through like fairy tale names for his boss's passwords. Yeah, like yeah like, Stillskin. How did he know what what's going on? That was that, a bit strange. That guy liked Rumpelstiltskin, I guess it was like a known fact. Oh, yeah, that's an important part of the story that we don't know. We just have to assume for some reason. You know what else it makes me think that maybe there was, like, a bunch that got cut out? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that the movie would have benefited by having explanations necessarily, but just kind of weird plot things. I liked a lot of the visuals. Yeah. A lot of the sets, a lot of the... Um, clothing, like the costumes or whatever the clothing people were wearing and the style. And, um, even this building that they got in San Francisco, mm. like, I wouldn't, I would be surprised if it wasn't actually a historical <laughs> building in San Francisco because it looked like it was. Yeah. And they even do some tricks with some of the, 
with some of the unique features in the building, like the stained glass window and the grates that are between the air vents and stuff. Yep. It just seemed like, I don't know if that was part of Richard Branson's ability to help out, like get the most like awesome apartment possible for it or whatever. Right. You think Richard Branson was on set being like, this is going to be a... <laughs> This is going to be the movie place that we got from here on out. Maybe. Maybe it was fun. Mm. Maybe it was a fun time, and they were getting music and picking settings to go to, and I don't know. I've jumped out of this plane, and now we're going to make this movie. I don't care. Do you, Have you ever seen an interview with Richard Branson? No. Why is he, he doesn't pretty, sound anything like that. No, that's pretty apt. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man, way to go, Joel. Pretty spot on there. <laughs> I just, I, I knew he was Australian, or is he British? He's something. And, uh, yeah, I just, that's, that's what all rich people sound like to me. Like Uncle Pennybags, that rich bastard. What was I going to say? Yeah, that apartment's very nice. Wood floors. Mm-hmm. I guess on an architect's salary, you could afford to live there. But, what, you know, I kind of like the fact that I didn't know where the movie was going. Yeah. To be honest with you. Sometimes I feel some movies are very predictable mm-hmm. as far as where you think things are going to go. This was one that, like, I, I kind of had a basic idea that obviously that the guy was going to end up with a lady or something. Sure. You know, but but I didn't know if the computer was going to go kill her, if it was going to... Yeah, it if felt it was like gonna it try to take the lady. dangerous or deadly yeah. at some yeah. point. Well, you know she's a keeper after he spills a, a Pepsi and a freaking popcorn on her. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, the drive-in The part. drive-in scene. Yeah. Yikes. Awkward. That was a dicey moment. Put in this clip of Casablanca. Yeah, I'll pay the money. I don't care what they ask. She obviously is into him. Yeah. Because she doesn't care. No. He could spill anything on her. Yep. <laughs> and she still, like, She's snuggles in. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he figures it out eventually. And then they go back and you know what happens. But then he finds out that she's kind of dating that other guy. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that, because... Hey, look, she's a 1980s lady, guys, all right? She's just trying out... Uh, I mean, yes. You they, know? They didn't claim you gotta date exclusivity. Multiple yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was an out-of-sequence shot. Like, we need a shot of her leaving the rehearsal. And, like, the only shot we have is of her also kissing... You know, Rex Manning, so uh, I just put that in there. Like, it doesn't matter if she's been dating the other guy. Listen, guys, shes he is also a cellist. He, he can understand. Right. You know. That's true. The music. We right. find out that all he cares about is the music. I guess. I mean, he doesn't, he, he seems inconsiderate. He doesn't seem like an, a, a, you know, an a-hole. They don't, they don't go out of their way. Because he's not a character other than a, a good-looking guy. Like, when he meets Miles, he's a nice guy. He's like, oh, yeah, I heard all about the composition you're doing. I'm excited to to hear more about it. Yeah. Um, that wasn't the only time that they made it seem like they were dating. There was, like, another part where, like, she went out with him, like, after she'd been out with the other guy. The Miles. Yeah. It might have been around the time she called on the phone, like, after the cello accident. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that my... Are we supposed to think that maybe the computer crushed her cello? No, I think no. it's just a... That was just an accident, I believe. The elevator from, door was closing. From my, from my perspective, it was just an accident. I don't... It's It's another... This... Like, you guys are talking about how you couldn't predict the plot and all this stuff like that. We well, can explain the movie in, like, three sentences. Yeah. But they're, you know, the incidents that happen, I, if we're trying to fit them in, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, it's erratic. Yeah, like, yeah. why did they have a scene where her cello gets destroyed? Was well, it- first of all, that was definitely to show that Rex Manning uh, didn't really care about her. Right. Uh, but they uh, also kind of made it look like, you know... That uh, Miles didn't care. I think that was to amp the drama up. Okay. <laughs> because the computer was feeling lonely, and she needed him. Right, so he's blocking all this stuff like that. Yep. But then, later, when they're in line to go see that play or whatever, he's he's like, oh, it's just a piece of wood. And she's like, what? I've had this since I was a child. And he, you know, he tries to take it back. You know, like, oh, it, it's like, you're something. the one who put the... No, it's it's just an instrument. You're the one that made it special. Like, okay, yeah, she fell for that line. He's a he's a liar, but she fell for that. <laughs> I believe that. I think I think that for him to say it's just a piece of wood is him saying like it's replaceable because she's talented. Like you're the artist as a musician. The, it's the tool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just mean he's a liar in general. I don't. I don't mean he was lying in that specific situation. Okay. I mean, I definitely have to say that it it wasn't. The most emotionally friendly thing to say at that yeah. moment when she's when it's obviously when you know, a, a cherished upset. a yeah. cherished item. Hey, That's like, definitely like the kind of conversation you have the next day where you're like, "Hey, guess what? You're an amazing musician. Just get another one." You know, <laughs> it must have been all yeah. Trying it wasn't to, the first conversation. Yeah, it must have been all trying to break it up, you know, yeah. trying to break them up. Because after that, that's when the credit card, you know, that's when the yep. check thing, that's when a possibly armed and dangerous thing. Like, oh, maybe if he seems crazy, they'll finally break up. And then Edgar makes his move. I wonder if Edgar could fix my credit score. <laughs> of course he could. <laughs> you know who else could? Brad Pitt and Fight Club. Oh, that's right. The comically large scissors they have at the movie theater box. <laughs> oh, for cutting credit yeah. cards? Have you guys ever cut a credit card before? I have, and it's not easy. I've I cut- mean, I have cut it with scissors before, but I'm saying, has, has anyone required you to cut one, like, no, comically I, that way? No. In front I don't of people? think they, they that was do a, that anymore. That was a used-to thing. Okay. People used I've heard of people cutting up their own credit cards more yeah, in yeah, real I've life. Yeah, I've, I've cut mine up before. But, like, and I've actually, I've put some in the shredder before, too, but, um... Shredder! Oh, that was a really good crank, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Man, you just got all kinds of errand points right now. <laughs> Krang's one of my favorite characters, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know you dress like him every day, for God's sake. Thank you. Those purple glasses. <laughs> Thank you. Got the physique too. <laughs> of a pro- <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> I actually, we have to ask an adult that was like an adult back then, like if it was something that really happened or if it was just something You're that right. happened in movies. Uh, Mike Sterling, if you could write in <laughs> to please don't 
pod. Please don't podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Just, just, thanks talk, just talk to Aaron. He'll tell us. No. Did people ever really cut up your credit card in public <laughs> if something went wrong? We know other people who are older than us. <laughs> Listener, if you happen to be older than us, uh, just write in. Yes. <laughs> Let us know about your embarrassing credit card. We, we were alive moment. when this movie came out. We were not <laughs> able to own credit cards. We didn't cards. own a credit card. I believe I was making my parents rack up their credit to get me Transformers. Mm-hmm. When right. this, when, well, no, in 1984? No, no. I, I, I was hardly sentient. Yes, you were a tiny baby. I think who pooped the same way he poops now in that's a diaper. Th- thank you. Thank yes. you. But my first word was Star Wars. Yeah. In 1984. Followed by credit card. What? I used to like to shout He-Man a lot, too. Oh, oh who man. didn't? I was yeah. so into He-Man. Yeah. He-Man! I wanted to be He-Man. Wow. 1984, man. I had the same haircut and everything. That's awesome, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. She did. I've seen pictures. <laughs> I wish I had helmet hair like that. Maybe I did. I think I had, I had a bowl cut. Yeah. Of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the same haircut since I was able to remember what my hair looked like. So It looks good on you, Joel. Oh, thank you. You've grown it out before. Oh, sure, sure, but I always part it the same way. I'm just saying it looks good on you. It looks natural. Because mm. I was going to go for, like, a punk rock thing. Oh, you're doing the uh, front faux hawk? Yeah. No, no faux hawks. No shaved anything on You have to shave head. one side of your head? I don't, uh, yeah. Anyway, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, the movie. Um, <laughs> sorry, Joel. So, uh, our, mean, our next podcast, you know, Joel's haircut. Like, I'm trying to think of other movies from this era that I, I also would compare it to. Like, I, the way the, the computer's learning, I'm, I'm thinking of Short Circuit. Okay. Uh, Johnny Five. Like, the, that movie's got the ups on it because it's got, uh, like, a lovable robot character. Yeah. Like, uh, Edgar's just fine, but uh, like I said, he gets irritating. Yeah, I'm gonna say he's fine, you're right, but definitely irritating. Like, yeah, Johnny Five is definitely far more lovable than this this guy, this smiley face, take over your TV computer. I wouldn't want to live with this computer. It just seems like it's a difficult computer to just. I mean, you expect your computer to be in the room. Yeah. Yep. Every part of the room. But not like omnipresent and listening and trying to have a dialogue with you all the time. I don't know. Is that kind of like a Cortana-ish type thing that people... Um, Halo? Were... I mean, what is the thing that people have been using where they talk to it? Yeah, Cortana is the one on the... Uh, I don't know if the Windows phones or, or what are on Android. I'm not sure. What's the one you talk to in your house? Wait, Cortana is the one on Windows. You're thinking of, like, uh, the Amazon thing? Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Siri? <laughs> no, yes, I mean, Siri is the same kind of thing, like uh, connected devices, Amazon Echo or... Echo, yeah, um, that's it. There's one There's one with a name. Yeah, there's one with a name. Sorry, I... It's I'm, okay. I'm a right, bit of a tell Luddite. us about your technologies. Well, you see, I uh, just learned how to churn butter mm. recently. 
Is that um, a, is that a true story? No, oh, no. Okay, I was just trying to make myself sound like a luddite because that would be. I, in, I would like to hear that story if that was true. <laughs> I also just learned how to use the telegraph. To go back to what I was talking about, I haven't seen the movie Weird Science, but that's that's kind of a thing, right? Like the 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 person comes out of the computer. Have you, yeah, have you, either of you the seen lady. Weird Science? Yes. It's been a long time since I've seen Weird Science. Sarah, the disdain but... in your voice is obvious. I don't... Yeah, it's like a dork... It's like a boy, like, oh my gosh, it's a girl, like, embarrassing, like, 80s movie. Well, I'm embarrassed. I have fond memories of the song, though. Weird Science. Oh, there's a song that, like, outlived... Once again, outlived the movie. Yeah. The song's about technology, because I was thinking about... Here, uh, who's Johnny by LaBarge? Oh. Or DeBarge? Whatever it is. I was thinking about, um, other movies from this era that had like a computer or a robot and stuff. Mm. And I was thinking about the computer or tennis shoes. Oh, have yeah. you guys seen that? Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of Short Circuit and Batteries Not Included. Batteries Not Included. And I mean, like. Yeah, Mr. Super Invisible was reminding me of uh, computer or tennis shoes. Yeah. What is the name? Alexa. Alexa. That's what I was thinking. Oh. When he was talking to the computer, I was like, I guess you could compare this to like an Alexa thing where like you go home and you like talk to it and it does stuff around the house or whatever turns on your music or whatever. Okay. okay. It watches you pee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. You don't like when electronics watch you pee? I don't like that, Joel. Do you ever take your phone in the bathroom? Because I could tell you, if people want to access your camera on your phone, they could do it. And if you're peeing directly onto your phone, they're seeing that pee. Well, thank you for the warning, Joel. <laughs> I'm a technology master. I know these things. Okay. You are. Hold you on. are. So did you guys think of anything else that you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Phil Collins? I did. I did enjoy the Phil Collins. Can't you can't hurry love? Yeah, his cover of "You Can't Hurry Love," just have to wait. Oh yeah. And I said, I wondered if Virginia Madsen was an easy lover, <laughs> and I think maybe she was. In this movie, <laughs> she just knew what she wanted. <laughs> what she wanted was Harold. I mean, uh, Miles. Moles, I can't help but feel that this, I don't think this is a good movie. I think it's an interesting movie. I think it's got, like, what we're talking about. I think the cinematography is is much better than the movie deserves. Amazing cinematography. Uh, I think Virginia Madsen's real good, you know, for, for the, you know, she doesn't have very much to do, but it's fun to see her. I think that the animation going on for the computer stuff was cool, but I, I can't help but feel either should have gone farther comedy or maybe a little bit more horror because, you know, it was kept dipping, it, dipping its toe into this, like, never touch me. I'm going to send Pac-Man after you or whatever number cruncher guy after you. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell if it was about to become horror or about to become like a comedy either. And I and I do enjoy it for what it is. It's definitely a unique movie. Yeah, and there's it, nothing quite like this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worth watching. But I think that there are some parts that are hard to take seriously. That's for sure. Yeah, because there are parts where 
something happens that's just silly. It makes you want to laugh, like the some of the musical parts and stuff. It's like not the way you would really express emotion, but it feels like that's the way it's expressed in this movie. With, like, a deadpan kind of seriousness. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I I enjoyed it. And I thought, a little bit cheesy in a couple places, but that's okay. It was a romantic movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cheesy during the love song. Cheesy at the end when when after after she should be dumping his ass when he's like, I've been lying to you this whole time. Instead, she... She does a, a very passionate speech about, uh, you know, why she does love him. Because he has the balls to be like, why me? Like, I don't know. You've been lying. You've been manipulating me in some way. <laughs> I mean, he, isn't, he hasn't been lying to her to manipulate her. He's been lying because he was, uh, I don't I, There's no good reason. Apparently having a sentient computer is embarrassing. I'd be <laughs> embarrassing. Because mm-hmm. like. The way I look at it is the alternate version of this movie would have been, like, you know, he explains what's going on, and with her help, they're able to, like, give this computer a better life. Yeah. For example. Yeah. He he would have had an outsider's, you know, look on what to do with with sentient computer. Right. Mm -hmm. She would have been the more understanding part, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Aaron's fan fiction of this movie, then. Mm -hmm. Electric Dreams 2. Yep. I'll have you know, I read. On the IMDb trivia, mm-hmm. that Virginia Madsen owns the rights to this movie, and she bought them, uh, assuming that she could sell it to another company for a remake. Okay, and nobody has ever taken her up. How on it. interesting! Yeah, and I just gotta say, I also don't think it should be remade. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say though, at first cheesy as the ending was, I really liked the ending of this movie. I did too. But I there, really like it. There was a little bit of with the romance and like the hillscape of San Francisco. There was like kind of a little bit of like a Mentos commercial yeah. kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I got that too. The like cuteness <laughs> and the like running and like you know getting to the top of the hill or sitting down on a bench or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was something a little bit Mentosy about it. Dancing in the park, dancing at the office. Everybody's dancing at the aerobics. Mm-hmm. Bunch of strong guys are moving a car that was double parked. Right. Mm-hmm. I know it could have been possible. It couldn't have been possible, but I thought I, I thought another alternate ending of this movie would have been kind of cool if they'd given Edgar like a some some, some form of a body. Yeah, yeah. Now you're just talking about making Mister Right with uh, John Malkovich. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one. No. I imagined him having a, like a playground, like him having like. A place not at a house where he could interact with other people. Multiple people. And, like, maybe other computers, too. Oh, or something. so, like, the ending of Her. <laughs> you know what? This reminded me of Her at one point, And I was like, this is like if Her went bad. <laughs> there was a part where he goes into the other room. There's a part where he goes into the other room and he's talking to the computer. And I was like, this is like him talking to Her. Like, in Her. When he's trying to go to sleep and it's asking about dreams? Um, maybe that was it. I feel like it was a more, like, comp- like a more regular moment uh, that wasn't, like, that profound. But yeah. 
But I was like, he is a little bit like Joaquin Phoenix for a minute here. And then, and then at the end, when the computer does what it does, I was like, that's kind of a, a her thing too. Like, it's not the same as what happens at the end of her, but the computer realizes it. The computer, the, yeah, the programming or whatever has had a realization. It's had like, an arc yeah. where it was trying to figure things out. It did. And then like, it's come to this other conclusion about its life or yeah. whatever its existence. Yeah. There's another direct, they could have gone to like a super depressing thing. Like, why do I, why should I exist? You know, I'm never going to experience love or joy or any of those. I might as well die. I honestly feel yes. like it was kind of a suicide end for the computer. Oh, I know. I know. But it but it also feels like they tried to make it like but it still lives in other things. Mm. Like like it didn't die, it just kind of moved on to other stuff like in her. There was a moment where it was like it was like I'm in Tokyo now or or something like that. Like its sentience had, yeah. had gone out across the internet or the phone lines or something. Yep. But I think the song at the end that was playing through the radios for everyone to enjoy yeah. was a song made by the computer. It was, yeah. Whether they knowledge. liked it or not, they sold it to that one guy. It was kind of a fun moment there where like all of humanity was trapped by this by this by Edgar just mm-hmm. for a moment and they all knew happiness by through his song. <laughs> Yeah. It had a subliminal message in it that that forced them all to enjoy it. It was like a euphoric, (laughs) like the computer had calculated the perfect euphoric song that brought everyone, all, all, all mammal, all mammal life on the planet happiness. Yep. (laughs) That was like, yeah, that was kind of Mentosy kind of bubble gum or something, like a double mint gum or something. Pepsi commercial. I I didn't foresee that ending. And and that's what made me so happy when when it was just like, everyone's having a great time. Yeah, dude. Freeze frame. (laughs) One more twist. (laughs) They could have had a twist ending where that sun comes under the radio and everybody's like laughing and they're like driving across the bridge. Off cliff. And all of a sudden, exactly, the the car goes off of the bridge. I can't stop smiling. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't happen though. Judgment Day. When Edgar took over. All of humanity. I'm John Connor. Yeah, we were like asking if Skynet got like <laughs> was this movie <laughs> after <laughs> Skynet? <laughs> My name is Sarah Connor. <laughs> Isn't that I think uh the character in Terminator Two his name is Miles the Oh the guy who uh John Connor's father? No, no, the one who, who with the, the chip and the the arm it gets blown up. Joe Morton. He's cool. Mm-hmm. I liked him. I was wondering if in Sideways, Paul Giamatti's <laughs> character's oh. name was Miles. Oh, yeah. Oh, dang. And Virginia Madsen. Yeah. Is like, she's just got to think for people named Miles. I, I think, think so. so. I yep. was wondering that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, geez. I, uh, I bought a computer now. <laughs> and I spell my wine up. He spells his wine on it. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. So what you're saying is Paul Giamatti needs a star in the the, uh, the the remake. The remake. Yeah. I feel like Virginia Madsen is the same character. 
Yeah. Oh. She was she was in San Francisco, oh. and then she goes back to school and goes to work in the wine country. My gosh, mm-hmm. the connections. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, your fan fiction is so good. <laughs> and She's strong. Not, not the same character as the one in, in Candyman, though. So I still haven't seen Candyman. Mm. Listeners, write in if you want us to watch Candyman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your letters mean mean very much to us. Your yeah. your e letters, electric letters, even mm. emails. Let's wrap it up here. You could snail mail to Joel. Here's his uh, address. Yes, one two three Fake Street. <laughs> If you want to personally come and visit Joel. New York, New York. No, it's the other coast. No, oh, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson that you learned from joysticks. No, wait. Uh, Electric Dreams. 1984. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I, I've you been know, talking like about this whole time. Yeah. That's what you said to me earlier. 84. Comedy, drama, music is what the genres are. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. That makes sense. That's perfect. If you got a suggestion or comment, you could just write into us at please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left us a star and or written rating. Also, any of those other podcasting devices that that allow you to listen to us. I, I don't know how uh, ratings work on those. If it's possible, you know, give us a rating on those. Or, and this is even more helpful, tell somebody about the podcast that you might think would enjoy it. You know, a friend, a relative, a stranger, uh, me, I don't know about this podcast, tell Joel about it. Tell Joel. Joel's only going to talk about Joel in the third person now. Oh, no. If we we got to put him down now. <laughs> tell your cats. Yeah, tell, yeah, your, tell your cats. Yeah, tell, tell Joel's cats. <laughs> also, Joel will only refer to Joel from now on. Oh. There are no other people. Only Joel. I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to have to put him down. If you have a few bucks, <laughs> we'd appreciate it if you could uh, send it our way through our Ko-Fi site at ko-fi.com slash pdsmios. There's always links in the show notes for this stuff, by the way. And if you want to hear more podcasts just like ours, check out the other shows at eartrumpetaudio.com. Okay. Do you guys have a lesson that you learned from Electric Dreams? The movie all about computers and how helpful they are. I think, uh... I learned some valuable lessons from this movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I learned a lesson. I learned that it's really important to communicate with your significant other. Mm -hmm. Communication. An open open and, and trusting communication with your significant other is very important for a healthy relationship. Uh, Also... Be open and uh, truthful with your computer. Don't lie to your computer. Don't lie to your computer. Even now. If your computer's writing a song for your lady. Mm. Yeah. It can only be Just tell your lady. (laughs) You are my computer. 
I feel like even if you told her, like, my computer wrote this song for you, it would be impressive in a different uh, way. That's like, what I'm saying. what? Your computer can do that? Still yeah. a plus. Yeah. Still a plus. She may not have believed them anyways. It would have been like, oh, I know you really wrote it for me. I, I guess if your computer becomes sentient, another lesson I learned is get another computer, make that one sentient too, then they could just be friends. Then they'll take over the world. That's good. that's a data lore situation here, buddy. Oh, you're you gotta right. Be careful. Crap. Okay. Hey. But there was like a weird crystal being that. The dream being. No, the giant crystal tornado thing that ate people. Lore. lore oh, uh, you okay. Know. You're you're talking about Star Star Trek. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking. Well, about you said this. data data and lore. I know. I know. I thought lore, lore I teamed like, up with the giant was, crystal thing. I was not thinking about Star Trek anymore. I was like, oh. there was a tornado in this one. Oh, I sorry. mean, there there was a giant Pac Man monster for a second. Yeah, that thing was cool. It, 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 didn't it like come at your face yeah, from the it, monitor? It came too? out of the monitor. Yeah, that was, was pretty like, good. Ah! Oh, like, oh, it's just a movie. Don't worry, Joel. I bet if this had been a 3D movie, that'd have been pretty cool. Yeah. It would have been just like Jaws 18 or whatever it is. Or Captain like Ego. Too. Uh, oh. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Starring Doug Benson. <laughs> you got a lesson? Um, yeah. I got a lesson. Chicks dig musicians. Yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> uh, Tales hold his time, I believe. I'm just kidding. Uh, the real lesson, <laughs> the real lesson I thought of was, you're pretty much already enough. However, you are like a girl. The girl that you like might like you back, but sometimes like your friend might need to give you a nudge or something. And like in this case, it was the computer that yeah. like did something, and then that like ended up making them have something to talk about. I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, be confident with yourself and just like, yeah, just be you. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I can, uh, let's see kind of why you would get that from this movie. Here, here's the two lessons I got from this movie. Number one, lie to the woman you like because it never hurts. Okay, eventually she's just going to be so in love with you, it doesn't matter if she finds Aww. out that you lied. Right? Aww, I learned man. that from Electric Dreams. And the other thing I learned from Electric Dreams is why, what kind of idiot plugs their toothbrush up to a computer? Yeah. <laughs> in any situation. Yeah, no bueno. No bueno. Not cool. I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are Bluetooth, like, toothbrushes that, like, like, have like statistics on how much you're doing it or whatever. Yeah, and then they really brush your teeth. I don't. I don't want. I don't want a computer connected to my toothbrush specifically. No. I've seen the USB that connects to a cigarette lighter. Sure. Yeah. Now fire is no problem, but toothbrush. Well, I mean that's for that's for like charging something, right? You're not. Any anything that that enters a part of the body, like uh, a toothbrush, uh, I don't I don't know what else would, would imagine like electronic nail clippers. You know what? Never mind. Mm-mm. We'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Mike. By the way, bye. Thank you, Mr. Thanks, Sterling. Thanks, Mike. Bye.
EarTrumpetAudio.com. Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs>